Welcome to Cosmic Explorations Podcast, curated by the cosmos, narrated by Feva Cristina. Hello! Exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology, an ancient love language of the soul encoded in our DNA and recorded in our charts. In Cosmic Explorations, we like to play with an embodied invocation of the zodiac energies, which are archetypal representations of life and various qualities here on Earth. Through your incarnation, and therefore a unique earthly manifestation of the higher consciousness, your energetic blueprint is a masterful mosaic of all of these energies. So, I want to welcome you to this cheeky journey of sensual shadow play as we claim our liberated authentic expression through expanded pleasure and playful embodiment as a new default for living and loving. Hello cosmic lovers, I'm happy to be here with you. Wow, this is actually uh, the first few words that I have said out loud this morning. It's quite early and I just came out of my meditation and felt inspired to create an episode. I've been actually wanting to start making more shorter podcast episodes with two of my strong channels in human design connecting my solar plexus, my emotions center with the throat, the channel of communication. I feel like it could be very interesting to experiment if I just show up without any agenda, which is actually something that I've been doing lately with the podcast. And I think it's something that I have been deeply reprogramming and learning about with my Scorpio rising that is prone to control, that is rooted in not feeling safe in the world always and not feeling like I can trust. And so that needs to control and have things figured out to, you know, how it goes. And I feel like cosmic explorations have provided me personally a beautiful playground to experiment and, yeah, ah, release some of those patterns and surrender to the embrace of this energetic container. And this is something that I like to say to my one-on-one clients too, that it's not only me that holds space in our sessions it is the energetic space the support of the energies the cosmos our cosmic team the universe god you know whoever or whatever you like to refer to just acknowledging that we are a part of a bigger web and it's not always up to us and only us to hold our shit together (laughs) and eclipse season that is currently happening as I'm recording this podcast, being in an eclipse sandwich between two activations, is the time where when, that it truly shows us that, hey, like there are bigger energetics in play. There are bigger cosmic streams 
flowing through and it is okay to let go it is okay to release this is the time where we don't manifest actively this is a time when we listen more deeply listen attune to our energies and see what is coming up to be brought to the light of love and that's actually what i want to talk about today or share it's going to be quite a vulnerable one um, but that's what I'm here for. You know, even as a Scorpio rising, Scorpio is about presence, depth, and intimacy. And all of those are requiring a level of vulnerability, of honesty, rawness. And that's what I'm here for. And so <laughs> there are a few things that I want to bring through. And let's start with today's meditation. Um, <laughs> so since we're not actively manifesting, whatever that means, you know, like envisioning where you want to go, how you want to do, like whether in human design you are a specific or non-specific manifester, are we more holding on to the broader energies or are we really stating with the universe into the details of, what do we desire to experience in life? And always leaving room for the universe to over-deliver. And <laughs> in this eclipse season, I think it's more, especially because we had a Scorpio eclipse activation, being with the shadow parts of ourselves, with those parts that are showing up, that are connected to the icky, the vulnerable, the tender, the uncomfortable, and sometimes even painful parts of our reality and our experience of life. And something that Bali has been teaching me for, well, I've been here for almost a year now, a little bit less, but it's truly been around trust and surrender, big themes with my 12th house stellium. But in this season, it's been coming up in ways of where I'm holding on to my lack mentality, to the victimhood. And it was really present for me going through some health uncomfortabilities in the past few months where, you know, I was experiencing extreme fatigue and migraines that lasted for days like I literally had a 10-day migraine in September and you know being here to serve and still experiencing those patterns and deeply ingrained beliefs where I would get frustrated <laughs> with my manifesting generator not self-theme frustrated and angry for not being able to function in a way that I thought I need to or that I want to. You know, not being able to show up because my body is shutting down. And I feel like this is an experience for so many of us. What is the agenda and where the energy is able to flow? And when those don't match, yeah, it brings uncomfortability. And it also points toward some kind of misalignment. 
And then instead of actually feeling like, okay, where are we misaligned? Where, where are we perhaps trying to force our energy, push ourselves into directions that are not actually supporting our truest heart's evolution? Where are we holding on to beliefs, perspectives? Where are we fixated? That's another one of like fixed signs um, traits, Scorpio being one of them, Leo and Aquarius as well. Where are we fixated on needing to have certain outcomes and results? Our Capricorn inside that needs that mm, proof, that needs tangible results. Where are we trying to people please and are codependent with external situations with our Libra? (laughs) Where are we acting... Mm, yeah, from a place that is not considerate of all of the levels of our being. Where are we trying to prove, prove our, our worth, prove that we are capable, prove that we deserve our place on this world, especially with the open heart center or the ego center in human design? Where are we picking up on other people's beliefs with open heads and ajanas? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and I was definitely brought back to my childhood as most of this kind of programming will be rooted in. Um, and oftentimes it's going to stretch beyond, right, into past lives. This is something that I already talked about in the first solo episode of this Scorpio season. But in particularly, Um, where I was brought to those memories where my parents were going through divorce and that was happening like for an extended period of time. It was quite a nasty divorce, I have to say. It was happening from, well, when I was 10 to 14, 15, that was the intense period, but... I barely, like, I don't really have a memory of my parents being loving, kind, supportive towards each other. I I honestly don't. And not to go into too many details, but yeah, it's, it's been something that I feel very deeply left an imprint on me. And going through this divorce, you know, I was an expressive child. I am Scorpio rising with meat heaven in Leo, meaning that the way that I'm also like showing on the outside, it is very expressive and often intense. And as Scorpio risings or any kind of like significant Scorpio energy, it is literally here to trigger people to show them where they're not owning themselves, where they're repressing, where they're judging, where they're not embracing, where they're not in their truest power. And so having a strong Scorpio energy, even though we all have the Scorpio energy and wherever Scorpio lies in your chart, in the house and in the planet, this is where your Scorpionic expression is going to be the strongest and even if you don't have any planets in Scorpio let's say you have Scorpio in mm, second house let's say that is connected to your values your self-worth your resources also financial and material possessions the way that you are here to make money 
way that you are here to craft with what you have, with who you are. You know, this is then going to be an area that can be potentially more triggering towards people. And perhaps also an area where you are guided into deeper inner work, shadow work, or like I say, central shadow play. But yeah, so coming back to my childhood story, ah, just acknowledging that everything that happened, seeing the stories of what my parents have told me, that it is my fault that they're not getting along, that it is my fault that they're constantly fighting, that I'm overly demanding, overly expressive, that I'm always desiring something, and that I'm so fucking stubborn that it always has to be my way. And this is something that I got a lot um, throughout my life, you know, and it makes us feel like something is deeply wrong about us. Like we're literally tearing our family apart by being ourselves. And sure, <laughs> one thing I want to say to this is that I was a demanding child. I did desire a lot. And I often didn't understand why we wouldn't be able to get what we desire, you know? And reflecting back on it with my understanding of my astrology chart, having five planets in the 12th house, which is tapped into the limitless possibilities of the universe that understands our limitless nature with Mars on in Scorpio and my descendant being deeply connected to those deep-rooted desires that drive are that are the driving forces of our life i now understand i i just intuitively understood the power of our of our desires and the limitless possibilities that are possible for us to experience there's nothing wrong with desiring even though we're so often shamed for what we desire being told to humble ourselves and, you know, downsize, hide ourselves, tweak our truth. I feel like as a child, I just, I didn't have this programs installed yet. And so I do believe in a world where we can all have and receive what we desire. And of course, it doesn't always come in like just um, superficial worldly ways but also desires get to be sacred but what my human design is teaching me as well is that I'm not here to just follow my desires and show up for them all the time I'm here to yes desire but approach them with a sense of innocence curiosity experimentation just seeing where these desires are going to get me not being attached to the outcome to how they should look and manifest and integrate uh, but having a sense of that childlike playfulness with life and being curious when life brings us something that we don't necessarily desire what kind of desire is manifesting underneath you know, and again, this is going to be different for all of us, depending on your astrology, human design chart. And it's so beautiful to have this knowledge, this understanding of our diversity and uniqueness. Um, 
bring that kind of normalization. But back to how my parents responded to that. It was obviously my parents who had different parenting views and my father, he was quite deeply into his religious um, beliefs and ways and my mother kind of trying to walk along but yeah they had their differences and they had their own woundings and insecurities and they just didn't know how to navigate that and especially didn't know how to navigate that within themselves <laughs> nor with a child or two of them so of course i acknowledge it was it was a difficult period and we can have compassion for our parents and anyone really the world around us we're just a bunch of like evolved monkeys trying to live a highly intelligent life whatever that means and i think that's the problem often like the intelligence that we seek comes from the logical mind and from a very limited perspective not from a space of an open heart the intelligence of the soul and that intelligence, I believe, also acknowledges the value of even the woundings, even the pain, even the misunderstandings, the shame, the guilt. But it's not always productive or healing to jump to the rationalization, um, intellectualization right away. And so this morning, I just sat with the pain that I felt from being blamed for as a highly energetic being soaking in all of that intense energy between my parents, soaking in the guilt, feeling like there's really something wrong with me and that I don't deserve to live. And then how that, you know, led into depression, into deep anxiety, into eating disorders that like almost killed me, honestly, ending up in a hospital and then struggling with my weight for years, like almost in, like into my 20s. And abusing drugs, <laughs> abusing life in a way, abusing myself. And there's so much heaviness that we carry through if we don't allow ourselves to feel these pieces. We just keep them locked inside. And it's more painful to live with this weight than to sit with it in a safe space, whether that is with someone else that is able to offer their support and hold this space for you and, allow, and help you walk through. Or if you're able to do this with yourself. It takes time. It takes <clears throat> practice. <laughs> it takes openness and willingness that those are the first ones. And of course, an expanding awareness. And being in this pain, with this pain, it is easy to slip into the victim mentality. And I am acknowledging that in some ways I am holding on to that. And what was happening in the past few months was a beautiful reflection of that. Me struggling with my health, feeling like, why the fuck? What the fuck? Why? My blood pressure is always extremely low. It's like 60, 80 to whatever the measurements are there. I'm not sure. 
having my greens my whole life, being really like I, I I've been also often wondering if my blood pressure was normal, what would I be able to achieve? What would I be able to do? And the point is, that is not the point. I'm not here to achieve. I am here for the quality of life, but that is not attached to my achievements, to my external production and productivity. <laughs> Perhaps my blood, low blood pressure, my migraines, my fatigue is truly an invitation to surrender to it. So often we just want to jump into fixing up like, what is wrong? What do I need to fix? Of course, because we know the quality of life that we desire and deserve is different. It is in a way that makes us feel good, not shitty, so that we're not able to leave the bad. But perhaps staying in bed and allowing extended periods of rest, just like nature does, perhaps that is the realignment that we need. Me breaking my leg three years ago, being in a bed rest for six months almost, learning how to walk again, that was a divine intervention. That was me stepping into my power like never before. That was me leaving my music industry job and starting offering astrology readings to everyone that I could to practice, going deeper into my studies. Because, well, that was only the only thing that I was able to do. Channel my energy where my curiosity was flowing. Channel my energy where my passion was leading me. The sacred incident that was definitely life-changing but that almost <laughs> left me not being able to walk like it was pretty serious i could go into the lack mentality into the victim mentality why me why this i don't want to deal with this shit and i was absolutely in those moments throughout the injury there were absolutely moments like this and at the same time I desired that spaciousness before the accident. My wish was not to go back to that music industry office, even though I loved it to like a lot um, before. But my, my, my winds were changing, my roads were shifting. I was being redirected. And sometimes <laughs> when we're stumbling, as I was there, you know, life does it for us. And it's again connected to old energies. The moment or the day before the accident when the bus squeezed me off the road on my bicycle and so like my left ankle went 180 degrees. <laughs> I did a mushroom ceremony by myself in my apartment in Ljubljana. And it was a pretty deep one. I was stepping into a lot of ancestral energies, especially connecting to my maternal line, feeling my feminine ancestors and their struggles and their victim mentality and their lack and their pain. And the next day, I crack my left ankle, left side of the body being the feminine, breaking those patterns giving me the strength to go be the fucking cosmic ass witch 
that I wanted to be, that I knew in my bones that I was, that I needed to be, to bring my medicine through, to bring that deeper alignment. It is not a victim mentality. Nothing that happens to us. I, this is a radical, I think, viewpoint. But victim mentality is—it's not a real thing. It's—it's it's a mental projection. It's a mental projection of what is right, what is wrong. And I know this is so edgy to say, and I feel. I feel a little uneasy saying it still because there are things in the world that are happening that are absolutely horrible and horrifying and I would say wrong and at the same time from a soul perspective who are we to say what's right and wrong or that it is not an another expression of sacred I don't know I don't know I'm not saying this as an absolute truth. I don't want to maybe go too wide because I think it's another complex topic, complex topic that we would need a whole episode or a few to go into. Are they light forces? Are they dark forces? For me, energetically, they're all the same, but they are misdirected. They are misused and abused. They're not the highest expression of the potential, of the energy, of love, that is available here on earth. And so, yes, I do think we are striving for that unity. We are striving for the purity, but the purity is not only in goodness, the purity is in the truth. The purity is in the ownership. The purity is in mm, heartful awareness. And having Mercury, the planet of communication, in my 11th house in Placidus system that is attuned to the higher mind and a little bit skippy and also in whole house system in the 12th house that is total resolution and chaos. <laughs> I hope you can excuse my jumping around. <laughs> so I'm coming back to the morning meditation of feeling all the feels and the pain and then being able to also bring through the higher self of my father, my mother, my brother, myself. And coming back to the wholeness of all of us in ourselves and at the same time of the greater wholeness, the greater unity, the greater oneness. Feeling the weight being dropped down in my meditation, dropped down from my shoulders and my heart space. And receiving a hug from my father, a forgiveness, an apology, an understanding, our souls coming together. On one hand, acknowledging that what was going on in my childhood was not okay. It was not my fault. It was not their fault either. It was no one's fault. Yet, it is our responsibility for the lessons that we have received and initiations that we have given to each other to now get to the medicine of it to learn from it to integrate it to come back to love that is our responsibility being human beings i believe and so receiving that hug melting back into love into forgiveness into that unconditional acceptance 
and soul recognition and gratitude for these lessons, for these initiations, acknowledging that the fact that I have received them, the fact that I have walked this path and that I continue to walk it <laughs> probably until the end of my life of deeper integration, deeper expansion into love, just give, having gratitude that this has been my path. This is allowing me to now serve you to serve those around me that have experienced similar, to be that reminder, that safe space, so that, so that you and they can tap into their own safety. And this is not a victim mentality, acknowledging that I was never in the lack. I was always in the abundance of experiences and love, just because I experienced it as pain as suffering, as something bad and wounding. That doesn't mean I was ever in the lack of anything. The love was always there. The safe space was always there, even if I wasn't always able to recognize it and reach towards it. We are never in the lack, we're always in abundance. Yet, that abundance can sometimes not play out in the way that we are fixated in our beliefs and in our minds to see it. Can you feel that? In all of the times that you have experienced pain, suffering, guilt, shame, repression, where was the love? Where was the pain? It's in acknowledging both, being with both, being with that inner child that felt deeply misunderstood and hurt and angry and frustrated and lost and being with the understanding that I have now, being with my higher self that has always been there overseeing the process, being with the process that has kept me going, knowing that, you know, even in those dreadful moments we always chose up until now we always chose to continue to live to believe the faith in love the faith in life <laughs> and the experiences that it brings to us those were always there this is what kept us going even on this deeply subconscious level even now, if you're struggling and if you're in pain, if old patterns are coming back, what keeps you going? What is that deeply unshakable truth, that ever-present love that is always wrapping its arms around you? Mm. And so the two stories that I started, one being my health issues. I want to share how, you know, being, feeling quite devastated. <laughs> I don't know devastated, it's frustration for my energy type. It's usually frustration. I went to a spa because that's the luxury that Bali gives me. I, I get to deeply immerse myself in the luxury sides of self-care that this island so beautifully and lushly provides. 
And I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling tired. I was feeling weak. I was having a horrible headache. And so I went to cold plunge, hot tub, sauna. Deeply grateful that I'm able to do that. But you know, when you're in a lack mentality, when you're in pain and suffering, it doesn't fucking matter if you're in a cliffside spa or if you're in a small bedroom. Like... The mind, when it closes, when it fixates, when it's in the suffering, it just suffers. It just fucking suffers. And no matter how much externally we feel like we need to achieve in order to feel better, no matter what external perceptions you have of when I get this, I will be fine. When this happens, I will feel better. When this goes away, it doesn't fucking matter. Even when your headache will go away, you will find other ways to be in the victim lack mentality. I guarantee you. Because it is in the perception. It is in the perception. And it's not just about thinking better thoughts. It is going into the energetics, into this deeply felt, embodied, body-stored places, the somatics, the energetics, and the mental, of course. It is a part of it. It's all interconnected. Body, mind, soul, womb, the whole fucking organism of life. And this is where the evergreen teachings of trust and surrender come into play. And it matters the most when it's the hardest. And this is where we practice, not only when we're down, when we're in the suffering and in the loophole. This is why we practice when we feel good. This is why you don't have an astrology reading, you don't go to therapy, you don't have coaching, only when you feel like shit. No, you go there when you feel good. Because that's when you're more susceptible for this reprogramming. That's when you're able to let more in, when you're not in resistance. This is where the training happens. So that when you feel heavy, when you feel down, you already know how this trust and surrender tastes. And so you're more able to swim into it, with it. And so I came to the spa feeling like shit and I set an intention. I opened up my energetic space. I opened up the portal with a prayer, with an intention. And I told the universe, I'm ready to receive support. I, de I desire to receive support. Please guide me. Please allow me to receive the love, receive the medicine that I need in this moment. And I kid you not, I went into the cold plunge after the initial sauna. And I started a conversation with this man there about the benefits of cold plunging, being in the cold. And it's not only in the mental stretching and surrender, because your mind is like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why the fuck am I going into three degrees cold little pool to just be there in the cold, in the shivering, which goes away? But why, do, why would you do that to yourself? Well, it's kind of like shadow work, going into uncomfortable. It is a part of the practice for me. And then going into the hot where there is release. But if you go into the hot tub without first going into the cold, you fucking burn yourself because it's boiling. And that's the resilience 
That's the shadow play. That's the duality. That's the polarity. Needing both ends. We cannot experience the fucking bliss if we don't know how the sorrow feels. It's the extension, expansion of our capacity to be with life. And even the sorrows and even the bliss at some point, not that it loses its potency and intensity per se, perhaps the intensity. It's just, it becomes, it all becomes a blissful state of being in the embrace of the flow. And so in that hot, cold tub, whatever, I started having random conversations with people. And one thing led to another. Three of them ended giving me precious advice of how to deal with my head, with my headaches. And not only that, that I received in like information of what I could be doing, there was this woman that was struggling for years with a similar thing. And the next day she brought me like a bunch of magnesium tablets by B12, some other like herbal stuff and some other ideas of what we can do and yada yada. And that just like kicked off a deep cleanse in myself with acupuncture and combo medicine and drinking coconuts every day for hydration and whatnot. But it was like me setting an intention, opening myself up in sincerity, not being a victim, but just being, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready to surrender. If this is the state in which I am guided to be, so be it. I'm here. I'm here to receive the medicine of the pain, not only the solutions, but once I open myself up to receive the pain, not in a struggling, holding, resisting way of like, uh, okay, I'm in pain, this is horrible, but like, I'm in pain. And perhaps this is okay right now. Medicine arrived. and I've been feeling so much better ever since. <laughs> So I wonder if you can feel any areas of your life where you are still resisting the pain. How can you allow it to be? Not for too long. Not in that hmm, wicked, <laughs> kinky way where we get off on our pain subconsciously. No, how do you consciously get off of the pain? You know? And this is leading to the second part of this pain teachings of my experiences that came with another layer of me really struggling with a housing situation for the past five months. I've been on the road for almost three months during summer times, um, traveling around Bali, not having a base. And that was beautiful because I chose that. But then I chose that I want to settle, that I want to have a base. And yet I wasn't able to find a housing that would suit my nervous system. That was, it was quite stressful. And I was in the loop of housing is really hard right now, everywhere, but also in Bali and especially in the city where I choose to live and be. Everything is so expensive. Everyone is looking. There's nothing available. You know how the story goes. I was deep in it, dipshit in it trying to find gratitude, but who are we kidding? <laughs> that was not my like 
lower belief. You know, there was a layer of trust that I know I will find a housing that will suit me. I know the universe will take care of me. But coming back to what I started in a way this podcast with, I was still pushing. I was putting so much effort, so much mental energy was flowing into that, constantly thinking about it, constantly talking about it, constantly in the loop. And the lack and the victimhood. I'm not able to find a good housing. I don't have a good house. I'm not happy here. So much is wrong. Yes, yes, yes. I'm grateful to have a roof over my head, but, you know. And I don't think the key is in not having those thoughts. I think the key is in consciously having, being with these thoughts. And going into the source, into the root. Where is this lack mentality coming from? And it took me a while. It took me some looping in it. And sometimes that's okay too. You know, what is, we're not here to chase any timelines. Of course, it's beautiful to, like they say, quantum leap out of it. But that's not always the reality. Maybe that's not your unique path. Maybe that's not mine. I do think that it really helps to be supported by others, to have that sacred mirror. But even sometimes we're not available to hear it. Sometimes we need to go dipshit in it first. And that's okay, as long as, you know, we're able to ah, honor this process, acknowledge that it is a part of this process. No shame, no guilt. It is what it is. It's perfect as it is. Okay, and it hurts, and it's annoying, <laughs> and it's frustrating. And... It took me a while, but then I went into a meditation that we actually had within Cosmic Aspirations Gang, the group journey that we did at the beginning of the year for cancer season. I guided the people inside through a guided meditation into their Akashic records of meeting our higher self in that luminal astral cosmic space of our subconscious meeting our cosmic team meeting our ancestors and receiving the wisdom of these aspects of ourselves because that's what i believe our cosmic team our ancestors are they're just an expanded parts like of awareness expanded parts of us different manifestations of the greater consciousness of that oneness that is mm, a mosaic in the physical reality that we know of and so i asked in that meditation why am i struggling so much with this housing situation and <laughs> the answer that came through was darling you just want to feel supported and that hit I just wanted to be and feel supported. And so on one, on one hand, I was constantly creating situations that were where I was almost like testing how supported I can be. And on the other hand, because my inner child, deeply conditioned, wounded belief was that I am not supported, that I'm not safe, that life is not safe. I constantly need to battle and strive and push and suffer and be in pain. And that 
I cannot trust others to support me. That is still, you know, in some ways, a part of that deeper conditioning. That I don't know at one po what point it goes away, but it certainly comes in different packages and different intensities. And so I was experiencing it again. And so I was really desiring my community to help me to step up. For others to come as saviors, because I was in that victim mentality that I'm not able to find a sacred home and I just want to feel cozy and held and safe in my environment because my environment is important to me. Yes, it's all true. It's all beautiful. And I needed to bring this to the light of awareness and feel the pain of it and be with my little one that is scared, that does not feel supported. And being in the truth with my little one, not being like, oh no, but you are, you are, no. Being with a part that does not feel like that. Being with a part that feels like a victim. And it's not in saying, telling yourself that you are not a victim of this. It is first in being with the feeling and allowing the feeling to guide you forward in being with these pieces this is where the shifts happen when being in the totality of the experience incorporating integrating realigning these pieces and as i felt my way back into wholeness into recognition of my wholeness into the gratitude to be able to go through these soul lessons, to be able to uh, breathe my way into deeper love, surrender, trust, and gratitude. The next day, I kid you not, the next day, the house came through. A friend texted me, hey, I found this house. I'm looking for someone to move in with me. Would you be interested? Would you like to go and see it? And as that started happening, I kept receiving messages from like various people, I think like five to 10, I don't know, maybe around eight people. Hey, did you find a house? Hey, like I heard that this person is looking too. Hey, like I heard there is availability there. I kid you not. As I embraced my unconscious desires as I recognized how I've been unconsciously seeking support and as I supported myself in that the external support came through when I didn't need it when I didn't cling to it when I wasn't relying and attaching on the fact that oh I need someone to come and save me and offer me the house it's just like okay this is what I did you know you get the memo. I don't want to continue to repeat myself. I thought this is going to be like a 20 minutes podcast. It's coming on. <laughs> but okay, it's important. And I'm pouring out my heart. Because I know these are such human parts, processes that we are, are going through. And this is something that I, you know, really hold my clients in with. And if you desire to go through this meditation... It is a part of Cosmic Ass Library, where all of the masterclasses that have happened within this space are uh, gathered 
it is yours to keep so you get to go into it at any point at any time there are many different meditations of clearing healing integrating connecting with your inner child your cosmic team your ancestry going into your akashic records feeling the embodied feelings going into the body to really feel the feels and not loop in the head to feminine masculine integration listening to the body to the voices of the body the mind the heart getting to know these different pieces of ourselves and feeling our way into wholeness into safety into the sacred desires what is that core desire that fuels all of the rest of them like mine where was to feel supported in that moment and how I was perpetuating that in unconscious ways and actually blocking myself from feeling supported. This is what we do in cosmic explorations. And we bring fun and playfulness and pleasure into it because I do feel like this lighthearted approach where shadow work is not just this dreadful, heavy process. It's, it's really not. Yes, it's tender at first. But oh my Lord, you know, I heard this story on another podcast that I absolutely forgot where it was because it's something that yeah anyway but I do feel like sharing with you I think it's not their ownership anyway they heard it from somewhere else too and the story goes I'm walking down the street and I fall into a hole and I really it takes me forever to climb out and I really struggle getting out of that hole and then I walk down the street again and I fall into the hole and I struggle getting out, but it's easier. It's quicker. I walk down the street again. I fall into the hole, but this time I don't struggle getting out. I know how to get out. And then I walk down the street again, this time. I walk around the hole. I don't fall in. And then one day, I don't walk down that street again. I take the other street. I go the other way. <laughs> this is the beauty of this work. And it's not in needing to get anywhere and achieve any of the stages. It's a natural progression. And when we don't get to only walk and dread, we get to dance, we get to play. And this is the peace that is wrapped in that devotion that I feel like are the building blocks of cosmic explorations, what I do here. And I hope these stories, <laughs> my experiences and my vulnerability activates and inspires something in you. I hope it suits your soul and your heart and invites your inner child to come out and play even when it hurts and with the hurt to know that it is okay, that there is nothing wrong with you, that you have nothing to prove and you get to be with all of the expressions of your humanity. Ah, okay, so, cosmic lovers, 
Thank you for witnessing me. Thank you for receiving me. I'm grateful to give myself <laughs> this space. And also I feel deeply grateful to have you on the other side to yeah, be in this healing, embracing, playful, loving journey together. If you wish to dive deeper into these pieces, there are a few playgrounds that I offer. Like there are so many beautiful episodes in this podcast um, that I would invite you to go back to. They are timeless. They're not season based. I mean, there are season inspired, but are not limited to it. So feel free to dive into whatever calls to you intuitively, trusting your intuition. And there are also deeper spaces that do in, in require and invite you into deeper devotion and investment. So Cosmic Ass Library is one of them. There are like more than 12, if not more than 13, 14 masterclasses there that are truly so juicy, that bring the fundamentals, but in a very playful, cutting-edge manner. Fundamentals that allow you to then build upon anything that you desire, abundance, freedom, love, safety, expansion in your desires, pleasure, playfulness, also the understanding of astrology and your unique blueprint. There is the specific masterclass that is yummy for Scorpio season and this eclipse season, where it's not so much about manifestation as much as about integration, receiving, flowing, surrendering, being with the shit that is coming up. And the masterclass is called Sensual Shadow Play. And it really goes into understanding what are the shadows, what are our shadows. It takes you through some of the theoretical aspects as well as the guided reflection and then an embodiment practice, an embodiment dance. And it really gives you the tools of how to be with these intensities. Um, yeah, what else? Well, there are always my one-on-one -on -one spaces where I feel, you know, the deepest tender, tender, tenderness and transformation happens when we truly get to be in this intimacy with one another and the cosmos and all of the aspects of us, whether that's through one-time sessions, which can be powerful activation portals, or a triangle bundle where we go through three sessions in three months' time. And also you receive a Voxer support, which is a messaging, texting app where you literally get to have me in your pocket and we get to bounce and dance in real time. So if you have any questions during the week or you are facing certain things, you can reveal them to me and yourself through the space between us. And I get to, yeah, be there for you. And then also go into deeper explorations in our sessions. And then probably, definitely my favorite space, which is Cosmic Coaching. Three-month, one-on-one deep dive with all of the sacred tools that I use of astrology, Akashic records, cards, also human design, creating rituals, customized meditations where I get to guide you through them in, your, in real time with the support of your astrological, your energetic blueprint. Um, yeah, and I, I still have two spaces open for that. I would absolutely love to transition in this year through 2022 into 2023 with you through these spaces. 
And then there is a new playground coming up at the beginning of next year. And I will be slowly starting to share more information about it. I'm going to be doing a very slow launching, very slow transition to also give my reflector friends two lunar cycles to decide whether they want to be a part of it. And it's going to go into playful pleasure through embodied astrology. Really a pleasure journey with the support of astrological storytelling and archetypes. And I'll share more about it soon, so stay tuned. And if you have any further questions, I'm always here to connect more deeply and to bounce off. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for opening yourself for, yeah, this deeper activations to reach you and for your curiosity to guide you. I deeply honor you in that. Until next time, I love you.